Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, attending a team building event. Here we go. Well, it's about time we talk about team building events because, you know, frankly, these are the things that I really love to do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just can't hold it in. <laughs> Matter of fact, we, we just need, I think one team building event every month would improve morale and improve effectiveness. Yeah, I think we need to do a ropes course and then we need to do, you know, interactive. Maybe we all need to go to an interactive theater where we get called up on stage and act out our backgrounds to help people understand one another and. Exactly. Uh, maybe we'll write poetry together as well and explore how we can be closer to one another. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about just having a meeting and drinking a lot, but okay. Yeah, that's go. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So you're now I've converted you to be a marketing and sales guy, right? There you go. There you go. All team building is best lubricated with alcohol. <laughs> okay. So all, all kidding aside, folks, if you listen to Manager Tools at all, our Manager Tools cast, you'll know that we're not terribly great fans of team building events. It's not nope. that we don't want folks and teams to get together and have a great time and all that, but often they're, you know, suggested as a way to improve morale and make the team work more effectively together. And in our experience, it doesn't. People can have fun, but it really doesn't achieve the objectives that management has for the event. I think it's simple. You go offsite for a team building event, all benefits associated with that team building event will be localized. In other words, they'll stay at the offsite and they'll be temporary. In other words, when you, when everybody goes home and they go back to work the next day and go back to the actual tasks that um, make the organization successful, it will be fleeting. It will have yeah. gone any value. Yeah. And again, yeah. they're fun and, and, we believe teams ought to have great relationships with each other and have, yeah. and and part of that is having fun together, but it doesn't achieve what, what folks think it is. Now, for many of the people listening to career tools, you, you may not be a manager. And even if you're a manager, you may not be the one putting together this this offsite team building event. But regardless, you have to go. Or we suggest you go. I guess you yeah. I guess oh. you could choose not to go, but it's just not a wise not a wise yeah. choice. Yeah. Yeah. basically what we're doing here is we're saying we don't recommend team building events, but they do happen, right? And you'd be a fool to not go, you know? So many of you have been to them. Some of you probably like them. Some of you think they're lame. Okay, you're probably both a little bit right. Maybe you'll have to go play paintball, which is actually fun, but I don't know that it helps team building, shooting each other. Trust falls are, of course, are our favorite. But but the real question, this is career tools, right? How, do you, how can you be effective? How can you maximize your effectiveness at a team building event whether you believe in them or not, right? How do you be a part of a team and how do you be effective, right? Right. If you got to go, you might as well be effective or do right. the best. Right. And you there can. Are th we, we have three simple recommendations. First, folks, never forget this. This is a $64,000 point. You've got to get this. Do not go and, and think that you're going to evaluate the team building event. That is backwards thinking. Rule number one, you're the one being evaluated. You're the one being assessed. You've got to go into a team building event. If you're a, an attendee, not the, the, not the leader, um, you've got to go into it recognizing you're being assessed. And and there are some guidance we have around that. Number two, look, you've got to be enthusiastic and you've got to be supportive. You've got to be a member of the team and do team helpful things. 
Yeah. Just because Mark and Mike are not enthusiastic doesn't mean you don't need to be. Yeah. Well, look, but, but on the other hand, Mike, if we were both, if we were peer executive somewhere and our boss did an offsite somewhere and we were there, we'd pitch in. We'd, we'd have oh, a great attitude about yeah. it. Nobody would know that we weren't supportive of it, right? Yeah. The moment we do an offsite, yes, exactly. They wouldn't know we weren't supportive. And, and the moment we do an offsite, if we have to be there, right? The fact that we would rather be at the office, technically, if we had our choice, doesn't change the fact that we're there. And so you have to ask yourself, embracing reality, Horseman's Ninth Law, okay, how would I embrace reality? And that means be supportive. And then the third- Yeah, let me, let me, let me correct my statement. Said, I said okay. nobody would know that we weren't supportive. I think that's, that's incorrect. Once, that's cynical, Once right? the decision yeah. was made, then we would be enthusiastic and we would be supportive, even if that wasn't initially our inclination. Yeah. In fact, we've talked about that before, right? That that um, this whole idea that when the boss makes a decision, we get to go around and tell everybody else, now, nah, bad decision, whatever else. You don't get to do that. Professionals don't do that. Boss says we're going on a team building. Well, we're going to make the best dang team building we can. Even if we as bosses wouldn't choose to do that, you're not the boss now. And your obligation is to be a professional, which means help your boss achieve what he or she wants the organization to achieve out of a team building event. That's what professionals do. They subordinate their personal interest to the needs of the organization. And then the third rule, it's, it's a simple one. We've talked about it before. We're going to touch on it because it often relates to team building events. You've got to obey the manager tools, holiday party rules. There are some simple rules we put out. Gosh, it's been probably five years ago, Mike, um, but we'll cover those briefly just so you don't have a great attitude and then get drunk and ruin your the impression you're making of yourself at the offsite. Yeah. Those rules still apply today, believe it or not. Yeah. Now, this, this idea, the fact that you're being assessed at a team building event, I think that's a foreign thought to a lot of folks. Yeah. Right? They think that, you know, the team building event is a time to, to relax, let your hair down. And yeah. well, mm. what happens, you know, offsite stays offsite. And that <laughs> the Vegas rule does it's not just, apply. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I must be in a good mood this morning because I keep laughing before you finish your straight line, straight man <laughs> jokes. Yeah. Look, if it's a team building event, if it's a fun day right? If it's an outing, if it's a party, folks, if it's at work, if it's with work coworkers, it's no different than a normal day at work. Executives, leaders, your boss, and so on, never stop watching you, never stop assessing your potential. Every executive knows something about the folks who report to his directs and even his peers' directs. Every time they see you in a corridor or a meeting, and every time they see an email from you, they add their assessment of that moment to the evidence they already have about you. And, and look, I'll, I'll be honest, we mentally move you back and forth between not ready for promotion, ready for promotion, excellent, good, poor, weak, strong, all kinds of things. Between smart and sharp and not so smart or maybe not so sharp, there are two categories of talk to my direct about this person who works for her. And one of them is good to be in. And one of them is not good to be in, right? Everything you do is watched and assessed. I'm sorry if that's new information for you. I think probably you know that people, it's funny. I think people complain about that. They complain about the fact that, you know, they can never let their hair down. And, and then at the same time, they, they seem to act as if they can get away with not doing it yeah. or not, not following that rule. Well, the whole fact that folks are evaluating you and folks, they are, that's the reason you have to go. If not going is about as an extreme neg negative associated with the team event as you could possibly have. Yeah. You know, something else, I, somebody mentioned something. I was at a client recently and somebody said, 
yeah, this person didn't come to the meeting. And, and, uh, so we had to go back and, and get some information from them later. And I said, Oh, I'm surprised. I mean, they work for you. Why didn't they come? Well, they were busy doing something else. And the manager didn't really know why this person was busy. And the manager told me later, he says, yeah. And then I found out that actually the guy just really worked hard to avoid this meeting because he doesn't really like this meeting. He doesn't like a couple of people in the meeting and so on. And I was just stunned. I mean, this person just actively worked to subvert what his boss wanted in this meeting. And then apparently this person was quite surprised when the boss said, hey, look, he didn't give him feedback. He just says, hey, look, when I asked you to come to a meeting and I find out later that you're going behind my back to, or you're, you're arranging your schedule to literally be able to say, I'm sorry, I have something else going on. That's total crap. And the person was surprised that the boss had found out. And then they said, no, no, that's not really what happened. Well, the boss already believed you know, this other person, this other director there just says, yeah, I think maybe he finagled his calendar to not go to this thing. Guys, if you do that, you're taking an even greater risk than going to the event and, and, and pouting about being there. Not going is extremely considered a major negative. Yeah. It's you basically giving the finger to your boss and everybody else on the team. And that, 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 that will last for a year. Yeah. Okay, and these things are billed as, you know, fun time, right? But right. the fact is that despite the fact that team building are billed as fun days and off work time, they're not. Yeah. They're still in the company of bosses and their bosses and their bosses. Everyone right. might be dressed casually, right? But don't be fooled. This is work. Work. <laughs> and, and for those of you who are bosses, don't suppose for a second that your directs don't know this, particularly if they're, <laughs> if they're yeah. virtual listeners. You can wear jeans and a casual sweater, and they still know you're the boss. Sensible directs are never themselves around you. And folks, yeah. if you think that you can be different around your boss at one of these events, yeah. you're wrong. It's going to hurt you. I remember the first time I, I was in Chicago, the first time I told what some people would call a joke. And I, I had the day before, I was doing some training the day before I'd gone to a Chicago Cubs game. And I said to them, hey, look, guys, I was teaching a bunch of managers at a, at a client in Chicago. And I said, hey, look, guys, if you go to a Cubs game and you tell a joke and your people laugh, they don't laugh because it's funny. They laugh because it's your joke because you're the boss, right? People don't go to uh, to Cubs games with you because because every person who works for you is a gigantic Cubs fan the way you are. They go because you are the boss. And so when you're the boss, people know that. They still know that. And when you're not the boss, you can expect your boss to remember to some degree that he and she, he or she is the boss. And look, I just wrote this. I think I wrote this in the forums recently, Mike. The fact is Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, all this other stuff, we are all becoming public figures. And when you're around coworkers, you have to have an approach of being at work and having a professional demeanor and a professional approach to things. You need to take care of your appearance and your behavior in the same way you do at a typical day at work. Now, now, obviously, there may be different dress if you're going to be doing something outside or you're going to be, you know, ha having a long lunch followed by an award ceremony followed by an open bar or something at a, at a Mexican restaurant or something. Yeah, but you got to use a little sense, though, right? I mean, when it says casual dress. That, that doesn't mean jeans with holes in them or T-shirts yeah. with, you know, slogans on them that we probably couldn't even say it on the, on the show. 
Yeah, I was I was surprised once when somebody said, well, I take my family to this Mexican restaurant and I wear jeans when I'm with my family. So I just figured it'd be okay. That's the whole point of us picking a family style restaurant as opposed to a nice upscale steakhouse is that they want me to dress down jeans, rip jeans and flip flops. I'm like, uh, no, no. <laughs> bad, bad choice. <laughs> wrong, wrong decision. By the other hand, let, let's be careful. Don't use what we're telling you to go the other way. Ladies, if there's going to be outdoor work, if there's going to be a muddy field, if there's going to be a field day or games or sports, don't wear heels and then say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't dress appropriately. Now, look, if your boss is like Michael on The Office, you know, Dunder Mifflin, and he, he, he surprises you with something, okay, do your best. <laughs> right. But but I don't, you know, I think that's just TV and real world bosses actually tell you, hey, we're going to be outside, we're going to get dirty, or we're going to be volunteering for Habitat for Humanity or something like that. So, you know, wear boots and jeans and those kind of things. But you need to dress to participate and you need to dress to participate while at work around your coworkers and your boss and potentially your boss's boss as well. Yeah, and, and folks, dress to participate includes wearing something you may not really like wearing. I was at an event one time, and I didn't like it either, but everybody there had to wear a particular T-shirt. And it wasn't a particularly good-looking T-shirt, but it had the company logo on, and it was a little, a little funky. Yeah, yeah. Well, guess it was, it was, okay, folks, it was a 70s psychedelic t-shirt. It was awful. Yeah, like a tie-dye. Tie-dye, tie-dye yeah. kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a tie-dye psychedelic shirt. It was, it was awful. And a couple of folks decided that it was, they were too cool for it. Too much. Too much. They were going to wear it. Much, they and they stood it. out like sore thumbs. And all they did was send a message that they're better than everybody else or they're unwilling to participate. So if it's a corporate T-shirt, yeah. a baseball cap that messes up your hair, or you don't like the color of the T-shirt, you don't like tie-dyed T-shirts, don't be one of the folks that the executive that's there remembers you as not joining in. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Exactly right. Good. Now, our second point, be enthusiastic and supportive. Look, at the end of the day, when this thing is over... You want to be remembered for positive reasons, right? Not negative. Yeah. You don't want to stand out in the executive minds as, as the guy that uh, just uh, sat off to the side and didn't participate or wasn't enthusiastic or wasn't supportive. Yeah, I'm surprised by this. It, look, folks, executives are not just looking for individual contributors who are brilliant all by themselves. And oftentimes we find people who want to make themselves appear brilliant and individualistic also are those people who don't work at helping the team work. I was just rereading the great book with Brooks's Law in it about the mythical man. It's called The Mythical Man Month. And he talks about something that I've known ever since I had three kids, which is not the number of people, it's the number of connections. And you add more people and you have more connections and things tend to slow down. If you don't work at team relationships, the team will fail, which is a dumb thing to say because teams... We blame the failure on the team, but it's actually the individuals on the team that succeed or help the team get a success or a failure. Maybe team building days don't build teams, folks, but they do show us who has better relationships with one another. They do show us those people who are willing to stretch a little bit to help the team be more effective. When you're assigned a team, you act within their interests, as long as it doesn't controvert the the larger organization's interests, of course. If you're assigned to a team and you're doing some exercise, work together with other team members to do your best to achieve the task. If there's a reward for winning, try to win. Don't 
act cynical and go, yeah, who cares? 20 bucks or yeah, who cares? Another t-shirt. I don't care. You know, I, I hear a lot of people and young people as well. It seems to be cool to be cynical about the future. Folks, it may be cool, but you're not paid to be cool. You're paid to be effective. And leaders, one of the things that we all secretly desire and appreciate from leaders is leaders who are positive about the future. They paint a positive picture of what the future is. People don't want to follow somebody who's deeply cynical about the future. So don't sit around and complain about what you would do differently. Keep your mouth shut. Uh, join. Learn. You may, may be surprised at what you learn and recognize your boss has asked you to be there. The organization has asked you to be there because your boss is the organization. And you've got to step up and try to do your best to get as much value out of this as you possibly can. Don't stand to one side and criticize the strategy. Don't take somebody else's side. Heaven forbid you bring some junior person or some junior person to you. You get you stand next to them and you start feeling like I'm the big brother. I'm the big sister. I'm going to tell you what the way things really are. And they're trying to be positive and you make them look bad. And then they get dinged as the new guy who's not a team player. Even if it's a small part of the larger team you're on, the team that you're assigned to in the team building exercise or in the ropes course or in the in the communication exercise or the game that you're playing, think of that as your team. What are the rules of team members? You never tear down your team. And once a decision is made, you support it, whether it was our idea or not. Maybe it is silly, but it's a good way to demonstrate to other people that you know those rules. Look, it means making an effort. Whether you know how to build a raft or not, whether you have an idea about how our teams can work better together or not, whatever the task, make at least one suggestion to help your complete team complete it. Although, let me, let me be a little bit cynical in, in, in defense of managers who are trying to do better. If you're going to sit there and throw something out and then cross your arms and kind of sneer about it, don't bother. Have the courage of your convictions and sneer and let me and somebody, some other executive look at you and go, oh, she thinks she's cooler than us, huh? Okay, well, <laughs> wait till tomorrow. Yeah, I think there's an important point here, though. To be fully engaged in making an effort does not mean simply the absence of the negative. There has to be yeah. some positive in there. You know, it's like, look, if you want to be well thought of in your attending meetings, like, you have to participate in the meeting. You just can't sit there and take notes. You have to talk. Right. You have to ask questions. You have to make comments. The same thing here. If you're engaged on a team in some particular event, you have to make an effort. Yeah. If you're trying not to be noticed, that it doesn't work, right? You're just as notable, noticeable for saying nothing as you are for being the only one who talks. And you could sit there and cross your arms and say, oh, Joe always talks. Talk, 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 talk. I can just let him talk. Lucky me. They'll ding Joe and they won't ding me. Yeah, they will. They'll ding you too. Make an effort. Step up. And look, if you really don't think you can make a contribution because they're talking about something you don't have any experience with, particularly if you're a junior, offer to be the person that writes everything down. Yeah. You're contributing. That. So you're the ultimate team player. Yeah. Yeah. Now, look, we, we alluded to this whole cool thing. This probably means doing something that your friends might call not being cool. And maybe it requires you being willing to laugh at yourself. Okay. You know, I don't know a single CEO says I took this job because it was cool, because it's just cool all the time. You don't take big jobs in your life because they're cool. It may be cool to have the job. But you don't take the job to be cool. You take the job because there are responsibilities that you can believe you believe you can contribute to in a way that would be more effective than someone else doing that. And if you don't have a sense of humor about being silly, 
you're going to struggle and you're not going to be successful in the modern world, which makes us all public figures. You're going to make mistakes and people are going to laugh at you. And the best thing you can do when people laugh at you is laugh right back at yourself. Look, at Manager Tools, we're all willing to laugh and joke at each other. I mean, we do it almost every week. Uh, and we've got a calls. lot to laugh at each other about. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Boy, I'm always telling people who, you know, I ask groups who, who makes mistakes and intends to. Well, no one raises their hand. And then I ask, okay, who, who makes mistakes? And we all raise our hand. It says, dudes, I promise you, I've got bigger mistakes than you. Heck, I've been fired, right? It had, there had to be a mistake in there somewhere. Other places I've worked, the teams are maybe more serious than in a small company, but even if this isn't the everyday style, you may well be called upon at a team building event to be a little bit more flexible about the, the seriousness of your work on one of those team days or one of those field day events. Maybe you don't want to be embarrassed in front of your other, in front of other people. I don't know anybody who does want to be embarrassed. But if you get muddy, if you miss a shot, if you fall down and get really, really muddy, laugh a little and move on. It's far less memorable to act with self-confidence, which includes laughing at oneself, than to have some huge emotional reaction and act as if other people seeing you fail hurts your feelings. Because what that will tell an executive is, there's a person who's very risk averse. And you might say, well, but it doesn't apply to work because I'm doing it out here in a muddy field and I don't like muddy fields. Oh, believe me, we assume it does apply to work. We assume if you can't laugh at yourself when you make a mistake and it hurts your feelings and other people laugh at you, you won't be able to take the same risks at work. Okay? Maybe you're going to be scared of something. Often team building events include physical skills or as one person said, it's either physical skills or it's emotional scars. You know, okay, technically you could step away if you really want to. You can but it will have an effect on your reputation. If there's any way, and frankly, there is, folks, if there's any way you can stick it out and give it a go, then do give it a go because there is a way. And you'll learn something about, hey, that wasn't so bad after all. Uh, I, I told somebody once, why does it always see, it seem like when we're driving along in, 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 on the road of life, there's always mountains in front of us, but when we look in our rearview mirror, they seem like small hills or even just bumps in the road. You know, what's that saying about fear? The word fear stands for false expectations appearing real. Yeah, okay. If you've got a phobia about, you know, I happen to be claustrophobic. If, you, if they're going to lock you in a box, tell them, really, please don't. I'm claustrophobic. But other than that, if all of a sudden you're coming up with 15 or 20 phobias in order to keep from doing anything, no, sorry, folks, doesn't work. Or maybe, maybe it will work, but you will be noticed as somebody who's choosing to put your personal preference over the benefit of the team. Yep. Now we talked about this. God, it must have been what, 2006 or so? Was it in 2006? I thought it was actually in 2005. Maybe, uh, yeah, it probably wasn't in our first. I think we did it right before Christmas season, before the holiday yeah, season. So, yeah, probably. Yeah, you're probably right. About yeah. a year after we started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, the cast was about ho holiday party rules. And, you know, this team building event may not in fact be a party but there might there might be some kind of socialization happening and it's probably worthwhile spending a little bit of time just reviewing those rules a little yeah. bit at a high level yeah particularly if they end with dinner maybe, maybe the team building event is kind of eight to five but then there's a dinner afterwards and maybe or there's going to be some, something like that yeah, yeah you know or just a, a cocktail hour or something and you're thinking well the work day is kind of done and that's really kind of a, a natural break. And we have to get in our cars and go there. So therefore, and maybe there's 50 people. Nobody will miss me if I don't go. But oh. folks, look, yeah. the rules are you still have to go. Okay. You don't have to stay all night. 
You don't have to be the one on the dance floor dancing the last time. Okay. You do have to stay for dinner if dinner is offered, right? Your, your boss has put some time into putting something together. You probably have to stay for some of the dancing. You don't have to dance, but just don't be noticeable for not being there. The issue here is it's still work. You're still being assessed. Look, you're going to run into some people who are probably more senior. So prepare. This isn't just an exercise. We're giving you some guidance here about limiting risk to your career, but it can also be an opportunity, right? You feel like you can't go talk to the executive who's your boss's boss's boss because she's always in meetings and you, you share a common background. You went to the same university or maybe you both volunteer for the same charity, whatever. And if you had a five minutes, you're certain that you could get her to say, wow, that person's really sharp. I want to keep an eye out on him. Well, now here you are at a cocktail hour and she's standing there and she's not one of the team. And probably she's thinking, Maybe she's smart enough to go shake hands with everybody, but gosh darn it, when she shakes your hand, say, hey, we have something in common. We And don't say, you know, we're both smart. Say, hey, we both volunteer for, let's say, Habitat for Humanity or ASPCA or 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 Greenpeace, for instance. We both volunteer for Greenpeace. And she says, oh, really? She says, yeah, I've been doing this stuff where we're trying to educate kids about composting and recycling, for instance. Oh, and she says, oh, well, I've been doing this stuff. I'm, I'm helping to raise money. I'm talking to people about uh, sustainable environmental uh, processes and so on, and large organizations and so on. You say, wow, that's great. And now when she sees you in the hall, she won't think that person is four levels down from me. She'll say, that's Robert. And he volunteers for Greenpeace. So prepare, find out who's going to be there. Don't just think I've got to get through it. Say, if I'm going to be there, how can I get the most out of it? And of course, getting the most out of it starts with not trying to to leave early. So look, if you're doing dinner, if there's something after dinner, maybe a cocktail hour, maybe it's dancing, maybe it's maybe it's some silly Jeopardy show or some sort of trivia thing about the history of the company or trivia about people's backgrounds and where they're from, dress up a little bit. If in fact you can, if you get to change clothes, right? You know, if you're going to an evening event, executives go to evening events all the time with clients and awards events and so on. Look, executives are going to look and see whether or not you're dressed appropriately. Look polished, step up a little bit from what you'd wear at work. Again, if you have to go right from the field day and you're muddy and everybody else is going to be muddy, okay. But if you have the opportunity to change, then change. Don't be the only one that changes. But don't assume nobody's going to change if, in fact, there's an hour and a half between field day and dinner. And if dinner's at a nice place and you just did a field day, hello, people are going to change clothes. Yeah. Like I said earlier, Vegas rules don't apply. Yeah. Goes, and particularly when it goes to drinking. One drink only. I know, I know, I know that's going to bother some of you. But, yeah, you know, we've heard stories about parties where a managing director was falling over drunk. And the executive team were in the same room as drugs as in the after party, right? The party yeah. after oh party. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Don't risk it. One drink and then water or another soft drink. Yeah. In fact, I think that's. I think there's some drugs involved in the Facebook uh, movie, uh, The Social Network, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And look, one drink only is classy, folks. It's a classic professional way to address alcohol in the quasi workplace that you're in when you're at a when you're at a club or a a restaurant and alcohol is served but it's a work function one drink 
says, I'm comfortable with alcohol. Now, look, if you're not, if you're not somebody who's comfortable with alcohol, just say no, thank you and have soda water or Coke or coffee or, or mineral water or whatever. But if you're going to have a drink, if you're okay with having some alcohol, okay, fine, have one. And when somebody offers you another, say, no, thanks. I'm driving. Simple as that. And now you get credit for being sociable. Um, because alcohol is linked to sociability. Alcohol is served at events that are supposed to be social. And you also get credit for being responsible. And you also get credit privately for being not stupid and having three drinks and getting drunk and then saying something and regretting it. Just because you say something that's true, but you said it under the influence of alcohol, doesn't mean we don't think you're stupid for saying it. So one drink, and then water or a soft drink, right? Right. Yeah. And don't and don't be the guy at the the trough at the uh, you know the oh, seafood bar with right. a pile plate up uh, piled up with food. Unlimited crab claws. Oh my god! Let's get how many can I put on the plate? And you're the one coming back with like two plates full. Yeah. You better be telling it it's for three other people sitting near you, right? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Okay, let's mention dancing. We, I think we mentioned that the holiday party thing, right? No dancing with anybody you're not married to. Folks, even if you're single, this rule applies. Company parties are not the right place to meet your future spouse. Don't open yourself to scrutiny by behaving as if they were. I mean, seriously, I see it happens every, you know, it's been a couple of years since I've done this, but I've been at holiday parties where somebody ends up, some, some single person ends up dancing with somebody else's spouse. I'm sorry. Eyebrows are raised and eyebrows being raised about your behavior is not a career enhancing move. What if there are no spouses? I mean, there's some companies where spouses are often not invited to this. There's dancing, there's men and women, there's dancing. And if nobody danced with anybody who wasn't their spouse, there'd be no dancing. What do you Yeah, do well, okay. That yeah, that's fine. Right. And, and, and okay. Well, actually, that's not really true because some people will break the rule and people will think, ooh, probably not a good call there, right? So there's a rule, no touching except handshakes and hugs, right? People say the words public display of affection with a bit of disdain for a reason. Even if you think it's okay within your social circle, and maybe your social circle is even smaller than your team at work, your social circle is still not as important as the work rules that apply. And you're at work now. So follow normal professional executive etiquette, managerial etiquette, and no touching other than handshakes or hugs. Okay. So if you're out on the dance floor dancing and there was somebody of the opposite sex near you, but you weren't touching, is that in, in a group of folks, is that is that appropriate? Well, sure. If you mean if someone is near you, but you're not dancing with them, you're dancing with your spouse. No. Well, if I go to party, there's no spouses involved. There's no spouses. People are no. The no dancing. No spouses. No dancing. Okay. Yeah. There. There you go. No spouses. No dancing. And I know there would be some people that go, man, these guys are old. They're fifty. They don't know. Yeah. We do know. Now it's a little easier for us to say this stuff because when we went to West Point, there was a rule: no public space of affection. It was called PDA. And yet it's funny, my wife feels absolutely comfortable that I offer her my arm whenever we're walking together. It's not really a public display of affection, but it's absolutely uh, something that connects us one to the other. And yet it's not dancing. And I wouldn't dance with anybody other than my wife at a work event. I mean, it's just, you just don't do it. It's sim- and look, folks, it makes it easier, particularly if, you, if you've missed our rule about one drink and you've had three and suddenly you want to dance with somebody, <laughs> you know. Uh, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. So be careful. 
Isn't that it? I mean, I think it's the three real points, right? You're being assessed, folks. Be enthusiastic. Be a part of the team. Try to help out. Don't lag back. Dear gosh, don't be cynical. Be supportive of other people. Put your best foot forward trying to be an active and assertive and and friendly team member. And then you've got to obey those party holiday rules about touching and about drinking. Let's be careful. And look, if, if you're if you only had one drink or if you've had no drinks and somebody else forgets the rule, take their keys and drive them home or get them a cab and uh, give them the money for the cab so that they don't compound their first error with the second error of, no, no, it's okay. I can drive home. What this all boils down to is when we get out of the exact work environment that we think of as our office, it's easy to let our personal preferences for activities like this or our friends or our social events influence our desire to attend or our desire in terms of how we behave at those events. But if you put aside your personal preference in the interest of being effective, because it is still a work event, then you're you're approaching the definition of what a professional is and does. And you just treat these kind of team building events as an opportunity to practice. Show up, be enthusiastic, and don't go too far. Sounds great. Thanks, my friend. My pleasure, partner. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you again next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.